Folks, welcome in the sportsbookreview.com. It is a football Thursday. It's time to get into it as we have live action tonight. Welcome into the NFL show right here on sportsbookreview.com. I'm Donnie Seymour's Kyle Provides. We are your NFL authority, and we're ready to get after it today. I'm excited. Week two of the preseason, Kyle. More starters on the field means that we won't be taking a nap in the second half of these football games. Some interesting line moves. We got an entire packed NFL show to get you guys ready out there for NFL Week 2 preseason. Kyle, how are we feeling about this weekend and the matchups? Well, I'm excited. The weekend's coming up, of course. And, you know, it's interesting. We're sort of talking off air. Before, in the past, you had four preseason games. You knew exactly, yep. you know, Week 1, no one's going to play. Week 2, some. Week 3, all the starters are going to play about a half, maybe a quarter. And then week four, nobody. Now we this is essentially would be the you know the equivalent of the week three preseason game in years past, but it still seems like a lot of teams aren't going to play their guys. Uh, I'm even hearing some you know Sirianni like the joint practices a lot, so if the starters do play, maybe they don't play as much. Of course, we know with the Patriots, it's sort of a quarterback competition. I th we all think, although some of the writings on that wall where it feels like they're just deciding on Cam Newton, maybe Mac Jones not that impressive. So it's a little tougher. When you get to this point, but certainly these games should be better this week than last week. We should see, you know, more players, the quarterback battles heating up, you know, Chicago, Denver, New Orleans, of course, uh, tonight in New England. And that sneaky quarterback battle, Joe Flacco or Jalen Hurts, do they decide mm. that tonight? You know, that's always difficult for uh, your Eagles. So it's a little bit different, a little bit interesting. I, I don't know if we necessarily get that typical dress rehearsal type game in the second to last week of preseason as we did before. But it's football, so we're excited. It's not, you know, that those crappy reruns that you have all summer long. We finally get live football action here in August, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, it should be interesting because I think most teams will treat this game, too, as if it was the, you know, Super Bowl of the preseason and not many, very many, excuse me, not very many players to play in week three. But each team's going to do something different because it is a new preseason schedule. Heck, last year, Kyle, we didn't even have a preseason slate. So at least it's right. nice talking football. But I have to say, like, everybody has their favorite NFL team, right? So you watch the preseason. You can get your own enjoyment out where the rookies are. You know, it doesn't really matter how bland the play is. You just want to see your own team out on the field. I enjoyed last week's game with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers being an Eagles fan, but I got to say, I was on the air doing games on Friday night. I could have cared less about those two <laughs> yeah, boring preseason games. The same thing over the weekend. You want to check yeah. in and see the highlights, but as a fan of a team, you can watch your team, yeah. as I said, but outside of that, boy, unless you're gambling and putting some cash down on it, it's really tough to watch out. A couple people yeah. in the chat box saying, you know, 14 unders, three overs. That is exactly what you usually get in the preseason with vanilla schemes and a lot of backup players playing. So we'll see what happens today in the game. So why don't we get started to a Thursday night football here. And by the way, guys, the schedule for our NFL show here, we're going to have our key show as usual on Thursday like we are today. Obviously, you know, in the preseason, we keep like 30 to 40 minutes in that range. But during the regular season, we're going to hit every single game and everything you need to get ready for the weekend. And then, of course, the most popular show maybe that we have here on the networks is the Sunday NFL show, which is 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock, getting you ready for kickoff. We're going to go over best bets, plays, team totals, injury updates, everything you need. And also throughout the regular season, you know what it is? The pick six contest. You know who's going to be with us this year again? Kelsey Kramer will be joining us on Thursdays to talk over best bets for those pick six contests. The winners and also $50,000 up for grabs, including $1,600 per week given out. That is a massive contest. Make sure you guys are involved. And as I'm talking about it, you see it coming up here on the bottom of the screen as well. A lot of information to check out here. If you need any extra help in the football season, right below where we're talking here, there is a link, sbrpicks.com forward slash NFL, for everything you need. Now, let's talk 
Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots. And as always, we like to set the table to see what happens in this one, right? One and a half had opened up offshore Kyle at Pinnacle as a favorite towards the Patriots. Here in New Jersey at FanDuel, a minus two and a half towards the Patriots. Late game movement on game day, Kyle. Now has the Philadelphia Eagles sitting here at a minus one to one and a half at some outlets, depending on where you're shopping. Also the over-under. Offshore opened up at 37. Pinnacle now showing a 38. New Jersey opened up with FanDuel at 36 and a half. Now showing a 39 and as high as 39 and a half at DraftKings. So what does that tell us, Kyle? More starters playing more minutes and also no real rainy conditions here in Philadelphia as we had a couple that tropical storm brush by last night and dump a lot of rain. Looks like everything is cleared out. Good conditions, warm weather and ready to go. So I'm going to start with you first in this, Kyle, because, you know, picks, plays in the preseason. That's why the line is one, folks. Like there's no decided effort and you don't know how long these guys are going to play because it's Kyle probably being up as well. Let's just say Jalen Hurts starts. First drive of the game, Kyle. Six of seven, 82 yards on 82 yards total, a touchdown. Hey, guys, you look good. Why don't you come out here and don't get injured for the rest of the game? That's always a tough part. But just looking at it, if you're reading line movement, I guess the Eagles are the play at this point. But to me, I don't have a clear cut, concise pass forward on what we can expect here tonight. Yeah, and I mean, anyone who says they do are just flat out lying. They're insane. They're just they're smoking crack because you can't get a clear. Again, it's a bunch of players that. Most people won't even have heard of by the third time the third quarter comes along. You have no idea who's doing what. You have nothing but vanilla schemes. These guys aren't going to go out there and show you what their scripted 15 plays are going to be week one of the NFL season. And they're certainly on the defensive side of the ball. Their defensive coordinator, uh, Gannon, I want to say. I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Gannon. Gannon. He's already said, look, I want to see effort. We're not going to put any of our schemes out. And one of the things that the Eagles are good at is putting pressure on the quarterback with those different schemes up front. It's the strength of their defense. You're not going to necessarily see that tonight. Uh, but I think that line movement's kind of, a lot of the articles have talked about, uh, you know, the Eagles have looked a little bit better this week, kind of some ugly yep. days of practice, uh, you know, making fun of Cam Newton, calling him the check down king, which he certainly, it's funny to me that he gets mad. What the hell else do you do, Cam Newton? Exactly. And, but, but you can't call him the checkdown king because don't you have to be good at checkdowns? He's the incomplete checkdown king. He's the guy that goes to hit a four-yard route and the ball bounces, you know, three fucking yards behind him. Like <laughs> He's not the king of anything. Yeah. He's the king of the two-yard quarterback dive in the goal line. That is what Cam Newton is the king of. So it's tough for me to lean the over on this. Now, one thing, like that, does scare, one thing that does scare me for the over is the Eagles will eventually have Nick Mullins in this game. And uh, Nick Mullins is always, you know, he's two and a half seconds away from a pick six on every attempt. That's just the bottom line. So I, I lean the under because I don't like necessarily any of the offenses, whether it's Hurts and Flacco on the Eagles side or Cam and Mac Jones. Look, if Mac Jones isn't beating out Cam Newton in training camp to be the starting quarterback, you can't f- feel that great about him playing great tonight because – Cam Newton's, I mean, we all know it. It's no secret that Cam Newton is as incompetent in the pocket as a throwing quarterback in the NFL as you're going to find. So I'm not expecting great quarterback play. I do think the defenses will be solid. Uh, The thing that would concern I do lean the under. Uh, Unders have been pretty dominant here uh, in the preseason. I'll lean the under here. I I suppose you're getting two... How would you rate it? Cam and Mac Jones versus Flacco and Hurts. I, I think it's good. Yeah, I, it's I close, think it's good, though, right? Wow. It's it's close. Yeah. So, uh, I would lean the under in this game. I'm not putting any money on this one. It was a little bit tough for me. I'm just not exactly sure where the points are going to come from. The thing that would concern me 
is when it does get sloppy, are, are those interceptions by Nick Mullins pick sixes? Do we get some fumbles, some mishandled snaps, et cetera, which could result in some points? We saw it last week. We I got lucky to get the under in that Washington-New England game. Yeah, It was well under, and then it got kind of ugly there late in the game, and they got close to pushing that over. It's preseason, so if you're going to bet it, do it with a grain of salt. Don't throw the whole mortgage at it. Do it just to add a little bit of excitement to the game. And, uh, you know, maybe some, like, turnover props or no, they won't score on this drive when Nick Mullins comes in, that sort of thing, live betting it if they offer it. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's a slight lean to the under. Too tough to pick a side. Yeah, it's interesting here because I think you're going to get really good quarterback play tonight because the vanilla scheme's on offense, yes, but also we're talking about defense. You're not going to put a lot on tape. Joe Flacco's been around the block. He should be able to operate as he did last week and, you know, put up some points or at least some scoring drives. Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove. Then you flip it over. Cam Newton's trying to hang on to that starting job. And also if you couple that with him hanging on to that job, Mac Jones as well. I think you're going to get four legitimate NFL quarterbacks in this game for vanilla schemes on defenses. Now, the one thing coming from the Philadelphia Eagles practice here with the New England Patriots here in Philadelphia, the one thing that was absolutely clear the Eagles defensive line was kicking the hell out of the Patriots front line so if we're looking at that for maybe a competitive advantage here on this point look I mean Cam Newton's back there not the greatest passer maybe has to use his legs a little bit more maybe Mac Jones will come in with the twos by the time that front line for the Philadelphia Eagles is out so something to keep an eye on and also remember last week the Eagles looked really good in the first half but not so good in the second half as the Steelers were able to be the better football team we see a lot of that with the Patriots similar to what we saw last week as well a couple long runs from some running backs that's probably what you're going to see I agree with the over on the move up from week one we're seeing like 32s, 33s. Now we're getting the 38 and a half and 39s this week. I think you're going to get good quarterback play tonight against vanilla schemes on defense, and I think that can play into it. Also, what I like to look at as well, you're not in a quarterback battle, so to speak, in Philadelphia, Kyle. And what I mean by that is Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback. He'll be the starter week one, but he still has a lot to prove. So it's, he, he knows being in front of the Philadelphia fans, new coaching staff, he has to perform tonight. But the same thing with Joe Flacco, who's a capable NFL quarterback. That's never a bad thing to happen. You're right, Nick, mm. Nick Mullins comes in. He can spin it, but as you know, Jason Avant said on a podcast this week, former Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, he spins it to the wrong team quite a bit, which can be boom or bust at that point. But then looking on the opposite side with the New England Patriots, Cam Newton won wants to win that job. I think he's going to play well. Mac Jones wants to win the job. He's going to play well. And also when you keep a look at some of these quarterbacks, you know, Mac Jones is going to get a better look, I suppose, than Cam Newton, specifically with play-wise. He needs the snaps. Cam Newton doesn't need the snaps tonight. He's been around the league for a decade, MVP candidate. Not to say he's the same player he was in Carolina in 2015, because clearly he's not. But I do think you're going to get some good schemes tonight and some calls. I expect there to be some points. Now, who's going to win the game? You know, I saw somebody in the chat box say maybe the Eagles first half. I do think the Eagles will put up a pretty good fight in the first half. Then as the second half goes on, maybe the Patriot way kicks in. But I'm looking forward to this night. I think we get a pretty good ball game tonight with two decently efficient offenses. And again, we're only talking about 38 points in this one. I think they can get there, Kyle. So your final touches on this game. Who do you think is going to be, you know, the better side of it, the game? Because, again, it's a one-point line. Hey, big yeah. movement here. Yeah, two to one, the opposite side. Congratulations on that. But it will be interesting. How are you feeling about this game before we wrap up this one? It's tough. So I don't think either team cares about winning. I mean, the Patriots notoriously yeah. do not care about the preseason. If you go back to their undefeated year, they famously went 0-4 in the preseason, just looked god-awful. And, you know, you go to those Detroit Lions teams that went winless. They won all four of their games in the preseason. So – uh, I don't think there's a ton of – it's not that Mike Tomlin syndrome, right, that we talked about where he wants to win at all costs. It doesn't matter what's yep. happening. I'm not necessarily sure that's that way for either side. We kind of saw that with the Eagles last week. Looked sensational in the first half. Looked good. We're dominating that game. And then it was just who gave a damn. And, you know, 
here's a here's a heavy dose of Nick Mullins as he throws the game away. So I'm not sure either team has a huge appetite for the win. Uh, you're more optimistic than I am. I think this will be a little bit tougher to watch. I it's hard for me to ever say I think I get good quarterback play out of Cam Newton today. That's that, that's just that for me. I don't know. I just don't trust it. So I will lean the under. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's a low total. It's a total. If you're gonna bet uh, the over, obviously you want to do it in this preseason because we're not getting 39 and a halfs and 38 and a halfs in the regular season. That's almost there's almost a zero percent chance that happens outside of a horrific weather game. So uh, now's the time to do it. I'd still lean the under until I start seeing these guys look really sharp. Not two quarterback rooms I like all that much. You know, Flacco, Mullins, Hurts, one of the worst in the league in my opinion. Newton, Jones, and whatever hell else they want to throw out. Uh, is it still, uh, what's his name, the backup from last year that everyone wanted to see? Yeah, Stidham one of the boys. All those yeah, guys Stidham. Thank there, you, so. Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. These are two bad, badly bad. These are two of the bottom five quarterback rooms in all of football. So I'm not sure how good the points are. So I'll lean the under. Way too tough. I just don't see either side giving a damn all that much about who wins or loses this game. Yeah, but I, I see. I know they're bad quarterbacks, but they're all NFL guys. That it's outside it's of Mac Jones, he's a it's first fair. rounder. So that's the way I like to look at it. To say, hey, mm-hmm. no matter who comes in the game, they've probably seen some NFL action. And all yeah. you want is competent drives. And also, what we saw, Kyle, from the previous week, a lot of teams going with you know backup kickers, which is ridiculous. Yes. You know, 35-yard field goals were a travesty. Now you might not see that in week two or week three here yes, where you might yes. be able to factor in an extra six points here. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually a good point. <laughs> it yeah. is a good point. The kickers are a full possession. We talk about this all the time. I don't know. I, it's still preseason. God, some yeah. of the kickers that come out, I'm like, holy crap. I didn't – I've never heard of this guy in my life. And, of course, they miss it 50 yards to the right. And, you know, I've already lost one team total this year on a damn missed kick – couple missed kicks Brutal. by the kicker. So we're in midseason form. So – yeah, watch out for those kickers. I feel a whole lot better holding that under bag when uh, there's a missed extra point than the over one. That's for damn sure. You got it. Some good games here this weekend. Why don't we flip it down and talk to some? Because obviously we have the Thursday night game tonight, national game, 730. All eyes will be focused on that. But I like the way the NFL is doing the preseason this year, Kyle. Yeah. Game on Thursday. We had two of them last week. Got some games on Friday, full slate on Saturday. We even have the Sunday games here, which is good because you have a one o'clock game in the afternoon, which we had last week, but also a Sunday night football game. And then also, how about this? A Monday night football team, Jacksonville yeah. and New Orleans, which is great. Hey, week two, week three in football in the preseason, that's, it's okay to watch. The other ones, you know, weeks ones and fours in the past were certainly ones to avoid. So it's nice to have football back to try to get a read yeah. on where some of these players are coming from. Friday night's games, the one I'm interested in here, I mean, Cincinnati and Washington, it's hilarious. Last week, Washington or, uh, Cincinnati getting six points. We thought that was a hilarious joke. They won the game outright against Tampa because Cincinnati is treating the preseason as, as if it's the Super Bowl for their coaching staff saying, hey, what do you want from us? We went 3-0 in the preseason, but we went 3-14 and in the regular season. Wait, mm-hmm. did you see what we did in the preseason? Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to look at that again. You know, not to go over that game, but, you know, again, getting five and yeah. a half points in that game for Cincinnati. I'll take them again. But Kansas City and Arizona, the reason I bring this up, going to get a look maybe at some Kyler Murray, but also Andy Reid, old school, old school. Been with the Eagles since 1999 before obviously going over to the Kansas City Chiefs. He liked to play, guys. When it was that third preseason game, Donovan McNabb and the boys were getting at least a two full two quarters and sometimes into the third quarter with their starters. So as you take a look at that line, Kyle, Friday night opens up at FanDuel at one and a half. We're up to three now. Basically threes and three and a halfs across the board and a huge jump in the total. 36 and a half offshore, Kyle, up to 41 and 41 and a halfs as high here at DraftKings. That should be an interesting game as we yeah. take a look to see what takes place. But Kansas City playing their starters, maybe that's when you isolate and say, hey, Kansas City's playing the starters. I'll take them first half basically to be up by a mm-hmm. field goal. 
Exactly. I mean, that's a great look. And he, and Andy Reid can be weird. Sometimes he says things and he doesn't necessarily do it. So we've we've seen that. It's hard to trust some of those older coaches. But he did say, right, we're going to give him about a half and see how it goes. Now, remember, it's preseason. So all it takes yeah. is one funky sack, you know, and Mahomes, maybe he's not hurt, but he limps a little back to the huddle and that's it. He is out. So you know, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. It's something to keep an eye on. Priest, mm-hmm. this is you're, they're not going to send you back out with a slight limp like they would do in the regular season. So it's certainly something uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, some other games I kind of like as well. I want to go to that Monday night game because I'm curious. Yeah. I want to keep an eye on that New Orleans quarterback situation, and we're going to get to that in our next topic. But it, it's interesting to me to see. You know, do they do the Taysom Hill packages where he's the tight end. Are they going to play him at the multiple positions? Because I think if you start seeing that, then the writing's on the wall that, hey, it'll be Jameis at quarterback. But if they're limiting him and not using him in those weird, you know, exotic packages or running plays, maybe they are thinking about starting Taysom Hill week one. We just have to see. Uh, Another one I think is interesting, of course, Buffalo and Chicago. Uh, Yeah. Some talk about the Justin Fields injury. Looks like he's going to be good to go. Of course, you get Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to get plenty of playing time back in Soldier Field. Justin Fields and Andy Dalton dueling it out. It does still look like Andy Dalton has the inside track crazily mm-hmm. enough as how it appears. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. I'm always interested in what Tua's doing. And, of course, one more teaser for this next segment. What the hell is that quarterback situation going to be like in Denver? Who's going to start? Uh, will it be Drew Locke? Will it be Teddy Bridgewater? And the sneaky one, I just like – I like. Uh, I, I know I didn't mention this before in our – pre-show chat, but I, I like the anarchy and chaos of the Houston situation. I want to know, what's Houston going to do? Is it going to be Tyrod Taylor? Are they going to start the rookie? Or are they just going to say, screw it, we're going 0-17, we're going to be the worst team of all time without Deshaun Watson? How does that all work out in Houston as well? Yeah, you bring up a good point there with Houston, because they're catching you know four points here at FanDuel, three and a half points mm-hmm. offshore. I look at them the same way, Kyle, being Houston as a team that their Super Bowl is the preseason. Like they're let's go three and zero because once we start that regular season and the bullets are flying for real, we're going to be running for cover each and every week. So I look at maybe getting off on the right foot of the regime and you know really trying hard in the preseason. But the one game you also brought up as well, Saturday one o'clock, Buffalo and Chicago. I like those Chicago playing those little matinee games at Soldier Field on on Saturdays. They open up at two offshore. That's now sitting at four and a half. At Pinnacle, if we look at New Jersey here, that one opened up as a favorite to Buffalo at minus one, now sitting at minus four for the Chicago Bears. People can't get enough of the Bears right now. And I, I was know. I joke quite a bit, you know, hey, Justin Fields, okay. He looked decent against four string players. Let's slow the roll a little bit here and see what happens throughout the rest of it. So in the preseason, are we just betting that game because of what we saw against for Justin Fields against third and fourth stringers? Or are we going to base this off of him struggling a little bit when some of the ones and twos were still in the game for the Miami Dolphins? Those big line swings, you know, I don't want to say it alarms you in the preseason because it's still going to be a coin flip who wins or loses. And also keep in mind. With that, you know, let's just say Justin Fields has the groin injury and say, you know what, we thought better of it. You know, he's going to get one series in this game. We don't want to injure him. We want him Mm -hmm. to be healthy for games three in the preseason and the regular season. Does that line flip all the way back? Is the only reason we're betting it up to four and a half is because Justin Fields? Yeah, well, maybe it's it's a fate of Mitchell Trubisky, too, in any scenario. He's got a lot to prove, Kyle. He's got a lot to (laughs) prove. He's got a lot to prove. But, uh, no, you're right, and that's the thing. Like, we can prognosticate all we want from articles and beat writers and little camp reports or what you see on, you know, TV in a little snippet or two. But these are really fluid situations in the preseason and nothing is set in stone. No one's playing time is set in stone. It only takes 
yeah, I mean, even a weird fall if the guy gets up and he's completely fine, but they they look out there and he falls weird and it looks like his knee bends, but it didn't, and everyone breathes a sigh of relief. He's out of the game. So it it only takes one little thing. You you can't trust anything as gold. No one is fighting for your dollar and playing a full four full quarters. Uh, in the preseason outside of the guys who aren't very good playing in the fourth quarter anyway. So you definitely have to take every piece of information you get in the preseason with a grain of salt and understand it can change at the drop of a hat. Absolutely here. Going down the list here. One more game that I did want to talk about here. I'm just trying to flip down and find some of the odds. Here we go. The uh, Saturday night game, 10 o'clock, Denver and Seattle. We do know Seattle cares quite a bit about the scoreboard, but apparently not in this football game. Now, the one additive that you like, if you can steal anything from the preseason, is when you have a quarterback battle, it usually means good things for betting-wise you know, yeah. purposes because both of those quarterbacks are going to probably get equal opportunity. The coach isn't going to say, hey, Drew Locke, you're going to, this week you're going to hand off 17 times and come out of the game and Teddy's going to throw 17 times. You're probably going to get an even keel, but take a look at this line moving here in that game on Saturday night. Two and a half off short opened up as a favorite towards Denver. We're now up to a five. FanDuel opened that one up at one and a half. We're now up to a five and a half in New Jersey and 37 and a half. Drew Locke did look good last week. In just a few moments, we're going to start talking about, you know, quarterbacks to start week one in some of these battles. But it looks like Drew Locke does have the upper hand. But whenever you still have that battle, it's usually good. Your schemes are still going to be vanilla, but you're actually trying with those quarterbacks to put them in the best possible position, Kyle, to win the game or should I say win the starting job for the regular season. That's an interesting one between Denver and Seattle Mm -hmm. late Saturday night. Yeah, I really agree. And. (sighs) <sighs> Drew Locke, like the, the reports that Drew Locke is doing well, and we're going <laughs> to touch on, I mean, Vic Fangio, uh, Vic Fangio is a guy that'll punt from the opposing team's 35-yard line, for Christ's sakes. This is not a high IQ, offensive-minded quarterback genius. This is not Kyle Shanahan that we're dealing with here in Denver. This is a much more closer to a Dan Campbell, rah-rah, low IQ football kind of goof type of a head coach, and that's what Vic Fangio is, so... Hey, uh, yeah, I'll be interesting to watch it. I, I'm a Teddy Bridgewater guy. I think he's exponentially better than Drew Locke. I've seen plenty of Drew no Locke. No way I don't, need, I don't need to see anything more from Drew Locke. Uh, he's he's the guy that wants to play like Brett Favre, and he's got the cool name and this you know this sort of rifle of a cannon, but he just doesn't have the talent. It's like me when I was 12 and I would wear my Michael Jordan jersey to go play basketball because I wanted to be Michael Jordan. But I, obviously, uh, that's about... Drew Locke is about as good as Brett Favre is in football as I am to Michael Jordan in basketball. Let's put it that way. Drew Locke stinks, but of course he's the favorite. I feel bad for Teddy B, and I feel bad for Broncos fans if it does end up being Drew Locke. But I'll be interesting to watch that game for sure. Yeah, Akbar says, Donnie, you're going to change your handicapping based on home field advantages here. Not necessarily, but that's going to creep mm-hmm. into it because when you're yeah. taking a look at teams going on the road, it's a little bit different environment where last year it was dead silent when you got to operate on the opposing team's field, which is very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, that'll uh, certainly be into it. But looking back at Denver, I do think that Drew Locke will be the starter in that. Yeah. The only way it makes sense for Denver to be a playoff team over the years is if Drew Locke is your quarterback. Oh. Also, Kyle, you find out if he's not your quarterback, and that's half the battle, oh. right? Then you go out and make a move for Deshaun Watson or, you know, move up in the draft next year to find your guy. Teddy Bridgewater is the guy that probably Vic Fangio would want as his quarterback. I don't think Teddy so. will be steady and get out there, won't make the mistake, a defensive head coach, just keep us in games, you know, what like Tyrod Taylor used to do for the Buffalo Bills. But if you want to actually win something, you need Drew Locke to play well. And that's why we're going to talk about some quarterback odds to start in week one as we take a look here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Just hitting those up right now. And let's start right on this equation. 
Drew Locke was basically a 50-50 proposition to start over Teddy Bridgewater. Coming into this week after playing decent last week, he opened up early. Minus 110, minus 120 is a favorite. But as the week has gone on, Vic Fangio at his press conference and made a comment that said, we're really close to naming our starting quarterback. He only played one preseason game. Drew Locke was the better player in that preseason game. And here we have it. Minus 200 to start week one on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it uh, is what it is. I mean, I, I agree with it. If you're going anywhere this year, Drew Locke has to play and play well. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, he's not going to play well. Drew Locke's, Drew, we've That's seen it. Thing. What was our name for Drew? It was Jesus Christ, Drew Locke. Jesus, this, this Jesus Christ, Drew Locke. I mean, look, yeah. bad decision maker. He's inaccurate. I, 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 I just don't understand what the fascination is with, with Drew Locke. I've seen nothing out of him that signifies anything special. I've actually seen Teddy Bridgewater play pretty well. Uh, and uh, I've seen the chat box with his starting wide receivers. He will be a lot better. He, I understand Cortland Sutton was out last year. He still had a fantastic group of young, explosive receivers last year, and you couldn't trust a guy to hit a team total of 14. So I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, it, it's the flashier, younger, cooler play, but I certainly think Denver wins far more games with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, and I think Teddy Bridgewater would throw for more yards. He'll just be better. With the Hamlers and the Patricks and the Suttons and the Noah Fans, and you got the Melvin Gordon, the young running back they just drafted out of North Carolina. Lots of weapons. You can't have just a guy who's so stunted with his NFL IQ, his decision making, and his accuracy as Drew Locke. For me, it's got to be Teddy Bridgewater, but again, it's Vic Fangio. I don't expect the best decision to come out of him. So. Here we are. Drew Locke looks like he will be the starter, obviously, after the preseason game last week. And he's the only one to start a game. Now, if they said Drew Drew uh, or Teddy Bridgewater is going to start this game, maybe we could read something into that. But so far, it doesn't look like he's even gotten – he hasn't gotten to start a preseason game and he hasn't gotten the, the uh, headlines. Looks like it's going to be Drew Locke. Yeah, I th- I mean, again, it's a, not to say it's the right decision, but you, I don't, you don't. Teddy Bridgewater is not your future at all. You want to find out if Drew Locke is, sure. and if they're both not, you blow them right out. You're gonna have a new head football coach anyway, and you can start over again with a plethora of quarterbacks that always come into the draft each year, or maybe you go out and finally make that move, and you know Deshaun Watson can get peeled out of Houston next year once his legalities are done. New England Patriots, who we talked about already, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. They're in an interesting situation, and again, I agree with these odds also at the FanDuel Sportsbook to start Week One. Cam Newton is a decided favorite of minus 300 over Mac Jones. Now, the same way I think Drew Locke deserves the start for the New England for the Denver Broncos because I think that's their only outlet to being a good football team or an explosive football team. It's almost the exact opposite here because I do think Mac Jones should be your starter in New England. But we know Belichick, Kyle, is so stubborn. And what I mean by that is when you take a look at him, he had uh, Cam Newton last year, who was abysmal at quarterback. And all you said every week, boy, he's doing a good job. He works hard. Love the guys trying his best out here. We, we couldn't be more happy with Cam Newton this year. They bring him back again and draft a quarterback in the first round. What are you hearing out of there? Cam Newton is the ultimate leader. Never seen a guy work harder. It's unbelievable what Cam Newton does. We're thankful he's here in New England. I don't think they do him dirty, which means, you know, game one's going to go right to Mac Jones. I do believe that he's going to be the starter and maybe like the Miami Dolphins did last year so astutely. Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick is your average run-of-the-mill quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he can buoy us to a decent record after five or six weeks. Then we'll get the young rookie come in and sink or swim to find out about our future. So looking at Cam Newton, minus 300, is he the better quarterback for me? Absolutely not, Kyle, but we're betting people. If I look at him starting week one, I definitely think it's going to be Cam Newton. What do you think here? 
Yeah, he started. I completely agree with you. And do yeah. I think it's the right thing to do? Hell no, I don't. I don't <laughs> I, I don't see how they legitimately have a – you know, Nikhil Harry's already asking for a trade. Now they have John uh-huh. Smith and Hunter Henry both injured. They tried to, uh, you know, sign Nelson Aguilar to a wide receiver one deal, which made absolutely no damn sense whatsoever. But it's clear they were trying to address this passing game. Yep. If you're trying to address the passing game – you need to play a quarterback who could throw the football, and that is not Cam Newton, plain and simple. But you're right. Belichick is stubborn. We talk about all the time. He's the greatest teammate we've ever had, the hardest worker, mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. He's starting every time, asking where the Coronas are. We went Pacifico. Very similar, but we went Pacifico. I hate giving out free ads. Hit me up, hit us up, Pacifico, and start paying <laughs> us over here at SBR for those free advertisers. But uh, yep. no, no, it's going to be Cam Newton because you're right. Belichick's stubborn. He doesn't want to come start out the rookie. And I don't, I'm not sure that he thinks this team is good enough to win right away. And he might be trying to protect the confidence of his first overall pick. He's got to find someone to replace Brady. They obviously botched the Garoppolo situation. Jarrett Stidham has not worked out. Brady goes and wins a Super Bowl. That's got to stick in the crawl of Belichick. So he's yeah. going to want to handle this carefully. So they don't want to throw him to the wolves right away. It's Cam, It's going to be Cam Newton outside of, and I think this is a great point we sort of talked about with some of these long shots. COVID is still a thing. And for yeah. some damn reason, these sports leagues want to act like it's still going on, even though all the people all over the world, we know we're over this and it's going to be with us forever. Let's start, fi- get us a NyQuil for, get the NyQuil and the Sudafed for Corona. Let's knock off the nonsense, let people live their lives. But they're still hammering this thing. And they're still making people sit out and they're still making people quarantine. So while that nonsense is still going on, uh, you always have a chance. I mean, what were the odds that the kid for Denver was going to start that game last year, for Christ's sake, a wide receiver from the practice squad? So there is some legitimacy to some of those backups and long shots just because of the current climate of COVID. Uh, so that, But that would be the only way I take Mac Jones is if you think, hey, Cam Newton has another COVID scare, which he did have last year, if we all remember. No, certainly. And that's certainly something that you can factor into the equation there. But I do think they're priced accurately here with Drew Locke starting and as well as Cam Newton. Let's move on to the third team, which is the most interesting one here again. Jameis Winston, minus 210. Taysom Hill, plus 175. We know how much Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill. But we've talked about this multiple times over multiple weeks, Kevin, on the right to be the starter on that football team. You have one guy that knows his role. Taysom Hill is a sensational, you know, Swiss Army knife that comes in in the red zone, can make some plays, a little razzle-dazzle, put him in a tight end, he can catch passes, put him in the slot, put him at running back, put him at quarterback. It works perfectly. Why change that up and just say, hey, Jameis Winston, stand on the sideline while Taysom Hill plays? Because you're not giving a package to Jameis Winston in the game. The package Mm -hmm. goes to Taysom Hill. When I look at the minus 210, I do think it's right. But again, you have to know what's in the mind of some of these NFL head coaches. Like Sean Payton, it's clear to me. Jameis Winston, if he plays quarterback and plays well and keeps his turnovers under control, he's a way better quarterback than Taysom Hill is. Keep Taysom Hill in his role here. Am I missing something, Kyle? No, you're not. And first of all, did Kevin get better looking over? All of a sudden, Kevin Walsh got more handsome over the day. You, you called me Kevin earlier. It was funny. And I just. I did? Oh. was wondering if he got better looking because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how you, <laughs> you can tell him I said that later. No. He obviously does a great job with Donnie on the other show. Uh, so, no. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Wait, Kevin must have gotten way more handsome overnight. That's the only way you could mistake him. But of course, I kid. I'm just uh, just a little jab there just to mess with our friend over there. Uh, yeah, it has to be Jameis, right? And you're absolutely right. The common sense just tells you they paid both of these guys over $10 million a year. It, you want them both to play. So they couldn't decide who they want to be their quarterback. But 
like you said, they have a, a system with Taysom Hill that they were using while Drew Brees. I mean, how many times did they put Taysom Hill at quarterback while Drew Brees was still on the team? Why would you change that up and have this guy who can do all these things and limit him and waste the $12 million you just gave to Jameis Winston and have him standing on the sidelines when maybe Taysom Hill gives you more options in terms of plays you can run if he's your every-down quarterback? But who do you trust more out of the pocket? It's Jameis Winston's arm talent is exponentially greater than uh, than Taysom Hill's is. So, yeah, it's going to be Jameis Winston, and they're going to continue to use Taysom Hill in that Swiss Army knife type of role. And they may even do it more because it's not like they're taking a Hall of Famer and Drew Brees off the field to use him now. They're taking Jameis Winston on. So you probably see – I mean, it's not going to shock me if this thing ends up being like a 65-35 you know, you have two quarterbacks, but you don't have one type split, especially if Jameis struggles with turnovers. But yeah, there. I mean, it's going to be Jameis Winston. He's the proper type of NFL quarterback you need. And it allows Taysom Hill to help your team in all the other ways that he's been helping him for the last couple of years. Yep, exactly. NFL transaction report here. What's some doings in the NFL over the past week here? Just some updates here. Devonta Smith is expected to play tonight for the Philadelphia Eagles. And also some bad news here out of Jets camp, which isn't it always usually bad news out of mm-hmm. Jets camp here. Looks like Carl Lawson suffered an Achilles, torn Achilles injury in practice. So he will be out for the year after just signing a three-year, $45 million deal this offseason. So Not going well for the Jets at this point in the regular season. But also, let's take a look here at some of these other transactions that came across the board. Tim Tebow, always a big opportunity here. And I know, Kyle, a lot of people out there, ha, ha, told you so. I don't think anybody thought Tim Tebow was going to make this football team. And if you bet Tim Tebow to make the football team and also, like, have two over two and a half touchdowns or whatever it is, I mean, just stop. Like, this business, like, you know the Michael Jordan meme? Like, stop, you know. This isn't for you at this point right now. Just sit yeah. this one out for the season. But as Kyle and I talked about all offseason long, it's chess, not checkers when it comes to the NFL. And I don't mean anything by Tim Tebow. It means Shad Khan and Urban Meyer were like, you know what? We were horrible as a football team last year. The dregs. That's why we got the number one overall pick, which is Trevor Lawrence. You know what else we're going to do? We're going to sign Jesus of the South in Tim <laughs> Tebow in yeah. Jacksonville to come to training camp and sell millions of dollars worth of jerseys and put us on the front page in northern Florida papers each and every day as long as he's on the team. You know how much we're going to pay him? Absolutely nothing to do this. It was an absolute grand slam home run move by Jacksonville to be on ESPN for weeks at a time where players Mm -hmm. are, he's taking away a spot from another player. Are you kidding me? He was never taking any spot from anybody at anywhere. Jacksonville. Chess over checkers. They won big time with this Tebow move. Oh, 100%. And it went exactly how we thought it would. I love the people betting the over two and a half touchdowns. Like, On what planet was Tim Tebow going to score a touchdown as a tight end 10 years removed from him ever doing anything productive in the NFL? It's the most bizarre <laughs> thing. People were that... so upset about it, Kyle. Like, how can they do this? Like, what did I miss here? Like, a thousand <laughs> players get cut every preseason. Yeah. What's the big deal here? Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, the big cut here, you want to be upset about something, it's Dan Campbell, that rah-rah son of a bitch, cutting his <laughs> former teammate and basically the Boy, only Pro Bowler Detroit's had for 20 <laughs> damn years outside of Calvin Johnson, and uh, they cut the guy, the long snapper. Yeah. What could he have possibly done? 
Like, oh, we got this real nice, young, up-and-coming long snapper. What the hell is going on there? I'm just waiting for Dan Campbell to bring Chris Forrester in, and then it's going to be Scarface all over again all in the uh-huh. office. Rah, rah, guy. The Lions could legitimately lose every game this year. I swear to God they could. They're going to be so god-awful. Uh, but that's a guy where you kind of go, hey, that's the only Pro Bowler you have on your damn roster, and you cut him. He was your that's former dumb. teammate. He's a he's a local hero. Dan Campbell just comes in, cuts his head off, get the hell out of yeah. here. And people are whining about Tim Tebow when Jacksonville, you're right, made millions of dollars, put themselves on the map, made themselves a story, uh, took away the camp and preseason pressure from Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, one of the most highly touted quarterbacks ever to come out of the draft. All the attention's on Tebow. And look, they got three more days of it because they got to cut him. No one's talking about Trevor Lawrence or how he looks in practice or were there holes in his game in preseason. It's all about Tim Tebow. Absolutely, perfectly, ingeniously done by the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, you're ex- and that's the whole point of it here. It wasn't him to make the team. It was like, how can we get free publicity that we don't have to pay for? They did it, nailed it. Uh, two transactions. Josh Rosen looks like he's, I don't know if he's done mm-hmm. in the NFL. Teams always God. like to take a swing on a former number one overall draft pick. But the fact that he's been shuffled around through a few different teams and they're not even giving him a chance, it's not so much about can he be a good quarterback. It's does he want to be a good quarterback. And most teams don't think he can be a, cor- cor- a good quarterback. And also Adams gets that big deal out in Seattle for a safety and absolutely horrendous cover safety. But an ultra athletic mini linebacker capable of getting close to double digit sacks here in the NFL. So that's an interesting one here. Any thoughts there with Josh Rosen and also obviously Adams getting back into camp here for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, the Josh Rosen one's kind of sad, right? At first I started out like, "Mm, he just didn't get a fair shake, right? He got one year as a starter, got drafted in Arizona, then he's gone to Miami. But now it seems like, look, you're brought in, you're playing against backups. If you're looking this bad at practice where, you know, they won't even make you their number three quarterback, we're talking about a world where Ben DiNucci is a number three quarterback and you can't make it as a three quarterback. Mm. You're probably not very good. You're done. So I don't know what, two or three years here, you're going to Josh Rosen auto sales out in Santa Barbara and buying yourself a a new Plymouth. (laughs) I don't know. That's about What is Josh Rosen good at besides being a mediocre quarterback and a hot tub party guy in college? Uh, I'm assuming it's Josh Rosen Chevrolet out in Santa Barbara. No, sir. Uh, The the, the Adams one one is an important one because when he did come back, their defense didn't prove. You're right. He is bad in coverage. But when he came back, you saw that defense. They were horrific first half of the year. And, you know, in that early second half when he was dealing with that shoulder, when he came back, uh, that defense improved quite a bit. So, of course, the Jamal Adams, a big signing for the Seahawks. Quarterback updates here in the season. Carson Wentz had that foot surgery. He's been back at practice for the past week, but not doing much, but out there without a boot, without a limp here. So you know he's probably itching to get back under center and run some plays, but they're doing their best to keep him out at this point right now. But all signs point to a legitimate chance for him to be there week one. Now you see what Frank Reich is doing now very smartly saying, I don't know if he's going to be here next week. I don't know if it's going to be week one or week four, which is covering all his bases just in case there's a setback or his quarterback is not ready to play. Dak Prescott also some interesting news that just came out now. Dak Prescott tells Gil Brandt that he expects to play in the regular season opener three weeks from tonight. Now, it's not really the most positive, you know, update that we get from a quarterback. Usually, what do you say, Kyle, right? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what do you mean expect to play? I, I could play right now if I went. If, as, they, as they like to say, if there was a game this week, I would be playing. Mm-hmm. That leaves it up in the air saying, well, maybe I'm not so sure about my ankle and also my arm. And oh, yeah. I think you're going to play a pretty good football team there, Kyle, opening night. 
Mm-hmm. A team that d- likes to do Ooh, what? Blitz man. the quarterback. Think Dak Prescott's excited about playing Tampa Bay week one. That's when you don't. Shoot. This is a def- arrested defense. This is the worst time to play a team with a vicious pass rush. These guys have been told all training camp, essentially for the last three months, do not hit the guy throwing the ball. They have a red jersey on. They're flying all over the place. They're not getting to play in any of the preseason games. Defensive players are psychopaths, straight-up legitimate psychopaths. If you're a defensive lineman or a linebacker, you have big-time violent streaks. You're strong. You're a freak of nature. You're scary. They're coming for him. I think he's looking like, hey, I'm not. Ha- I don't. He's watch rewatching that Super Bowl with Mahomes. Going, my offensive line looks a lot like that Chiefs one looked uh, in that Super Bowl. And these guys are going to be pissed, hungry, and ready to hit something. Maybe I take a week off and come back week two or three. Not such a bad idea. Carson Wentz. I think that's great for the Colts and great for him. Uh, the bad luck he's had. It looks like a qu- quick recovery. Maybe they rest him week one, but if you're a Colts fan or you're a Colts better who bet that over eight and a half earlier, you'd rather have Carson Wentz back week two rather than like week six or seven, like it looked like it could be. Worst case, looks like he's healing up quick. Good news for the Colts. Yeah, exactly. When you take a look at the Colts now, the fact that, Kyle, they didn't make a transaction to go and get a veteran quarterback tells you all you need to know about what they think is going to happen. Carson Wentz back sooner than later in that spot. AFC, NFC championship odds. Not that they've moved that much, but I just find it fascinating here. There's a lot of good football teams this year in the NFL, it seems like here. Like, let's just take a look at the top five here in the AFC, Kyle, to win the conference. Kansas City Chiefs plus 250, the Buffalo Bills plus 550, the Ravens at plus 650, and the Cleveland Browns at plus 750. That's a really good top four. Swing it over to the NFC here. Tampa Bay plus 300, the Green Bay Packers plus 550, the 49ers sitting there plus 650, let me tell you something. The 49ers aren't plus 650 if Trey Lance is their starter opening day. That's so that should happen. tell you all. There's no odds out here. I know we didn't talk about, you know, starters because I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be, what, minus 1,000 to start oh, yeah. opening day at this point here, followed by the Los Angeles Rams at 7-1. to one. I think, like, out of the top four of each conference, maybe to me I'm a little bit more down on the Ravens than any of the other teams there with a chance to truly win their conference. But I can see the Browns having a really good year. I can see the yeah. Bills having a really good year. Kansas City, same thing we flip it over. The Bucks, the Packers, the 49ers, if Garoppolo is healthy, the Rams. Some really good and intriguing teams that you can get five, six, and seven to one here to win the NFC and the AFC. Yeah, I, I like it. And I wouldn't go with yeah. the favorites because that's too easy and too simple. Uh, Tampa Bay, I look, everyone loves Tampa Bay in the NFC, and I get it. But look, this team is another year older. They, It's not like, in my view, they weren't the dominant team in the NFC last year. They barely escaped defeat against Washington and Taylor Heineke in round one. Yeah. Uh, missed pass inter- interference call in the next two games really helped them get by there. And then, of course, they just dominated the Super Bowl, not taking anything away from them there. But they didn't even win their damn division, for Christ's sake. The Patriots didn't. So I don't know how good I feel locking up my money on that uh, big of a favorite. I, I Look, I don't mean it to be a homer pick, but those 49ers, if they're healthy, and you're right, and Garoppolo's healthy, they're going to be tough to beat. The Rams are going to be very, very good. Green Bay, I, I think they're a fraud. I don't think they're tough enough to beat some of those other tough defenses in the NFC. The New Orleans, the 49ers, the Rams, all these teams with tough physical defenses are going to make things tough. Tampa Bay, of course. Uh, but as we always talk about, probably the easiest division to win in terms of a clear-cut division winner. Obviously, if they're in the East, it'd be easier to win, but they're by far and away the better team, so they've got a really good shot to get that first-round bye, which could propel them, but you're right, yeah. And then you go to the AFC. I I know I picked on Cleveland quite a bit last year. Mm-hmm. They get 
mediocre to solid play out of Baker Mayfield, that's going to be a really, really, really good football team. So some of those third and fourth slots, Buffalo, Cleveland, San Francisco Rams stand out for me on those uh, championship odds. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. You're going to know a lot about these football teams right away into the regular season. So let's get to some final thoughts here as we go away. And the reason why I brought this one conference up, or I should say one division here, Conference AFC division, obviously the AFC North, I love it. I mean, take, just remove Cincinnati. They're going to be a non-player. Every team in that division is going to beat up on that football team. They're a little bit of a ways off at this point. But when you take a look at the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's going to be fun. And like two years ago, you never would have thought that I would be in the spot where I'm like, man, you know what? I really like what Cleveland is doing from a talent perspective on offense and defense. They're one of the best football teams in the league. They actually have a legitimate head coach that can put them in the right positions. And I don't think I need to doubt Baker Mayfield as much. Like, oh, he's going to go out there and make those stupid mistakes. Is he? Yeah, he's a gunslinger. It's what they do. But he's also going to make some big plays. If that team stays healthy in the AFC North, That's one of those teams I'm going to be looking to bet on a week-to-week basis with team totals, elite wide receivers, elite running backs, elite offensive line. What is there not to like about that football team putting people away and also a defensive line that's going to get after you? There's a lot of talent on that team here, so maybe Mm -hmm. a changing of the guard. I do have a little bit of a down arrow on the Ravens. And I mean, every year they show you in the regular season, they are bullies. They will get after it. They'll win, you know, double-digit games every season. Lamar Jackson has a wonderful regular season. Then they sort of stress you out in the playoffs here. But then again, looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, we're just expecting Big Ben because he lost 30 pounds. He's going to be a dominant quarterback. Didn't we see last year, Kyle, like the the guy couldn't move. Like I'm not talking about like taking a snap in the shotgun position, moving like a half of an inch and throwing all upper body in incomplete passes on slants. I couldn't take it last year with Big Ben. I'm looking for big things out of Cleveland Browns this year. Yeah, I like the Browns quite a bit. And just to touch on the Steelers, too, a lot of that was that offensive line was god-awful. It was probably the worst in the league. They had to throw it that quick, and he couldn't put his foot forward. Or he's going to have his knee blown out the back of his leg. I know they've tried to address that a little bit. We'll have to see if the changes they've made hold up. If it does, they certainly have an excellent wide receiving core. They have a defense that's going to be there. We know that one of the best defenses and one of the most opportunistic defenses in the league, especially with a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick back there. They bring in the young running back. So Pittsburgh, even though I'm a little more down on them than maybe I would have been last year, still value at plus 320, high pedigree coach, high pedigree organization, still plenty of talent on defense. And certainly the playmakers, if they can avoid the drops and protect the quarterback, uh, you're going to, and it's definitely an upgrade at running back, no matter who you put their house, you know, Upgrading from James Conner, the dude was a snail back there. They bring in the rookie Najee Harris. Some people feel they overdrafted that running back there. But uh, nonetheless, I think they'll be there. Now, Cleveland, another thing I like, you mentioned all that talent, but they addressed some of their weaknesses. They needed depth in the secondary. They did that. They they made their offensive line even better. They lock up Nick Chubb, who might be the best pure runner in football when you start reading all these crazy stats about Nick Chubb. Averaging 10 yards a carry in the fourth quarter, absolutely insane. Uh, if Baker Mayfield can keep his head on his shoulders and Odell Beckham doesn't turn into the damn distraction that he always turns into, could it be a special year for Cleveland Browns fans? Yeah, exactly. I know a lot of people, you're right about Odell Beckham. He is an ultra talent, but if you don't throw him the ball in the first quarter, he's like leaving the stadium and driving his orange Bentley around downtown Cleveland saying, I'll come back when you throw me the football. That'll be interesting to watch as that plays out. But we'll wrap it up here on the NFL show this week. We are getting so close to the regular season. You can almost taste it, but you do get a nice appetizer this weekend with week two preseason. A lot of football teams playing a lot of starters. Next week, you might get a mixed mashup. Some games, teams starting a little bit of starters, but I can't imagine a week three of the preseason when Kyle, they don't 
don't even tackle in the regular season yeah. that we're really going to be watching a ton of starters play. So this might be that dress rehearsal we've been waiting for. So enjoy it in week two because before you know it, that Thursday night football game between the obviously Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Dallas Cowboys. If Dallas Prescott, excuse Dallas, excuse Dallas, Dak Prescott makes it there. We'll see what happens, but we'll follow all along. If you guys need any extra help in the NFL, you know where to go. SBRPicks.com forward slash NFL. Thank you for joining us here on a Thursday. Enjoy the game tonight between the Eagles and the New England Patriots. Cash in some tickets. I'm Donnie Seymour for Kyle Provines for the sportsbookreview.com NFL team. Good luck on those wagers.